Hello, all you wonderful listeners. Welcome to this week's Bit Effect Retro Rewind. I'm your host, Craig, and today we will be talking about my pick, Day of the Tentacle. Joining me tonight in this wonderful adventure, from 200 years in the past, it seems, is Dave. Yo! We have Luke. Hello. Kev. Hi. And Mike. Hello. Hello. Thank you all for joining me. Um, so, yeah, Day of the Tentacle. Lovely adventure, comic adventure, released in 1993 by the fine LucasArts. Produced and designed by Dave Grossman and Tim Schafer. And uh, is one of my, as you know already, one of my favourite games of all time. It's been a pleasure to play over the past couple of weeks. Not going to go into too much detail, I'll just go over the kind of the basics. So, it was released in 1993, it's the spiritual successor to Maniac Mansion, although, you know, it's not really a sequel as such, there's very limited carryover in the story, just a couple of characters here and there. The story starts with um, Bernard Bernoulli being called into action because Dr. Fred is about to kill an evil purple tentacle and a green tentacle, who's a lovely green innocent tentacle. So Bernard and his two friends, Laverne and Hoagie, jet across the countryside in a comic-filled introduction scene, and Bernard releases the tentacles, and he goes off and takes over the world. So Dr. Fred, in his genius way, decides to stick the kids into Chrono John's. The intention is to send them back a day into the past, to switch off the sludge machine to stop Purple Tentacle from drinking it, and... Yeah, it doesn't go well. He's got a fake diamond and Hoagie, God bless his cotton socks, gets stuck 200 years in the past and Laverne 200 years in the future when tentacles rule the earth. That's it. After that, you take control of Bernard in the present and go on your merry way, clicking about, combining items and going to save the day. The end game of that is that 200 years in the past and the future you've got to power your chronogons to get back into the present as you can imagine 200 years in the past it's a bit tricky finding a plug so yeah fun fun times i'm not going to say too much else about the story because i'm hoping all you lovely guys that are with me here this evening played it all and loved it and there's going to be no rehash of the California games incident where I have to just profusely <laughs> apologize for the terrible terrible game choice so um does anyone anyone want to speak up and start about their we experience over the past couple of weeks or shall I draw a name from a hat what do you think okay the hat it is I've got a hat here we'll go with Dave oh look Dave your name has come out of the hat no no, not me. I didn't actually play it. I just <laughs> drew pictures of tentacles. Okay, so everybody know who knows me knows I absolutely abhor point-and-click games. Yes. And while, <laughs> while there are a lot of things going for this one, like it might stand at the top of the heap. So it's kind of like being punched in the mouth, not getting kicked in the crotch kind of kind of game for me. Um, I still, and it's not, it's not against Day of Tentacle, it's just the genre it's in. 
But yeah, I can't say I enjoyed my time with it, but I could have enjoyed my time with it had I watched somebody else play it instead. Okay. Like, I mean, do you guys get a very Saturday morning cartoon vibe out of it? Like a very Tex Avery kind of feel off of it? Oh, yeah, yeah, com- completely and utterly. The artwork and the comedy and the style of it, it reeks Saturday morning, Looney Tunes, sitting down to watch the Animaniacs or something like that. It's that's I'm not going to talk anymore. Other people talk. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, I found this, this game brilliant with the way it's... Um, a lot of games in the point-and-click genre that I've played, um, most notably the ones outside of uh, LucasArts, they've They've always had. They've tried to clone its style, but what what this one does really amazingly well is that it just is. You you investigate and you will reap the reward. It might not be a trophy. It might not be anything majorly significant. But there's there's always something in there. It's you know it's fought through everything. You can try and you know combine a, a fork with a cat, and you'll get you'll get unique dialogue for pretty much you know a. a huge amount more of situations than you think the game would allow um yeah i really really do appreciate that and uh i think it's you know it's, it's comedy gold that they they managed to get away with like 90 percent of it making me laugh in the end so what do you guys so think th- this game made you laugh oh of course. Awesome, man. I, I i thought the i thought the storytelling and the comedy uh kind of parts um, obviously, I'd never played this game before, being a huge point-and-click fan. Um, but yeah, I, I thought I thought the the production kind of volume, the the storytelling, and the the kind of comedy moments was fantastic. The game never quite got a laugh out of me. It got I was smiling almost the entire time, but it never quite hit that made me laugh. I think uh, I think the one thing that saved me, well, certainly my sanity, was kind of using walkthroughs and stuff and just enjoying the, the story element. Um, it certainly helped <coughs> helped get me through. I don't, I don't think I could have played it blindly. Um, oh, no, it's a, it's a completely different game playing it blind, isn't it? It's like, yeah, I'd yeah. imagine it would be. I mean, I played the first hour or so blindly and then I got to that point and I was like, yep, I've reached my limit for, for patience. So I thought, let's just enjoy the, enjoy the story. Um, and kind of just take it at my own pace and kind of just do things in in the order that might be done. Cool. Suspiciously silent look. Have you got any thoughts? Uh, I've got two dogs barking outside the front door and four dogs barking outside the back door, so I'm trying not to <laughs> get caught in the recording. Have you tried to combine them with a fork? <laughs> <laughs> <It might work. laughs> I think they've I think they've stopped. Yes, okay. Right. So this this is the first uh, point-and-click adventure game that I have finished, and I'm really glad I did. Uh, I have had nothing but bad experiences with point-and-click games, and not because they're bad games. I think it's just I don't think that genre fits for the way, the style of play that I like. I don't, I don't like having to invest loads and loads and loads of time to feel like I'm getting a reward from a game and like Kev um, I maybe spent four, four or five hours before I thought right I can't just randomly click on every person with every object to see if this is going to work so I, I moved to like a hint system where it kind of pointed me in the right direction 
uh, it's kind of like that yellow arrow in the quest game, you know, in World of Warcraft, you get the yellow arrow to go to the next point, but it doesn't do it for you. And after I did that, I had a much more enjoyable time with the game. And I, I know what you mean about that whole, like, Saturday morning cartoon thing. It, it totally feels like that. But once it became more about enjoying the story and just figuring out each puzzle in an order that was in front of me on a screen rather than trying to figure out what I needed to do next, it became it became a lot more entertaining for me, and I'm really glad I played it. So you, you've converted me, Craig. Oh, it makes me so happy. I'm actually, I'm crying a wee bit here. <laughs> so, sorry, Mike, I interrupted you as well. Were you going to chime in with anything? Um, <clears throat> just, just a small thing, really, which I've com- completely forgot that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something on the, the the differences between the the original version and obviously the, the remastered version that, that the wall played. Um, certainly the controls and the, the kind of the, the button layout and stuff for the newer version certainly kept kept me going. Um, I switched to the, the kind of older style a few times but it, it just felt it was like it just felt too laboured in, in kind of stringing sentences together to kind of do things like instructions and stuff like that. I kind of prefer preferred the kind of shortcut kind of that that verb panel thing was built for a mouse. There's no way you could have ended up going through a controller individually picking verbs to interact with things. Yeah, it was kind of the the remaster did well. What could have been a disaster in terms of just interface design and, and getting that thing nailed it was they did it they did a very good job of it i actually did skip back and i think um the music in the older version was was spot on so i was kind of thinking it would have been great if you could have played the, the look and the music of the yeah. old one with the control scheme of the new one so which so you still like the look of the old one the old one didn't look like i do really... i do still like the, the thing about the look of it is, and I don't know if you bothered listening to the director's chat um, in no, the background. No. or or Okay, all right, okay. Well, the thing that I learned was that when they were developing Monkey Island 2, Dave Grossman and Tim Schafer worked on Monkey Island 2, and at the time, the artists tried to put too much detail into the background. So Monkey Island 2, if you remember what it looks like from all those times you've played it, it looks a bit dodgy in terms of the scene design. The buildings are very blocky and it looks as if it should be detail rich, but it's not. And it was a limitation on the scum engine and trying to fit artwork into something that could fit in a floppy disk. So when they moved to Day the Tentacle, they basically said, right, we're going to pare it right back, keep it simple. And that's where the Looney Tunes inspired. You know, instead of making a really detailed building, you make a really... Ex- excessively exaggerated featured building, the curved walls, the curved doors, just to give it a feel without having to add detail. So that was one of the, the key visual things, was getting that feeling without the, the level of detail pumping into it. Um, I thought that was interesting. It wasn't. Maybe. I'm angry, sir. Oh, dear. Oh, <laughs> no, dear. I mean, I mean it, it's kind of weird because the remaster looks the way my mind remembers the original looking. And I guess to see it back to back is whoa, oh yeah, whoa, that's that's woohoo, that's kind of ugly. Yeah, it kind of remember. It kind of happens when you go back to playing like N sixty four games and stuff. You're like, that game is not what I remember. 
No, Body Horrors does not look near as good as my mind likes to think it does. <laughs> but it is a an odd choice for a remaster. I mean, when, when I first went into it, I, you know, when you get down to the gameplay, it feels, it does feel different. You know, you see that, you know, the character moving across and you're thinking, is the animation matching the movement and all sorts of things. But but then you've got the, you know, the animated intro. I'd argue that that, that looks absolutely amazing still. Um, I don't yeah. know. I mean, was that even on the floppy disk version of the game back in the day? Because that, that seems like a huge technical feat. It was in it. And there's an in- another interesting story about that. And that uh, when they got together and Dave and Tim got in the room and they decided, you know, they started hiring staff for it, that whole introduction mm-hmm. scene they basically handed off to a student intern they had and said, hey, we've got this game coming up, go and do this intro scene for us. And this poor guy just had to take it away and design the whole intro scene. So when Day of the Tentacle came out, it was very, very well received. It was very well received. The comedy seemed to hit the right points. It seemed to flow a bit better than Monkey Island and previous games in terms of what highlighted at the time in terms of puzzle design. And the fact that it was it was quite lateral thinking and quite simple puzzles, as opposed to the Monkey Island 2, there was some puzzles that you had to solve, combining some seriously weird things together to get some an option that you just would never have thought of. Did everyone think that Day of the Tentacle had, or was there any standout puzzles that you thought that just made no sense whatsoever? Or do you think... Yes! Okay. <laughs> All right. Now, now, let me preface this by saying I'm a man of simple brains. Mm-hmm. I've tried, we, but they, we just, know. they just always fail. Yeah. Um, but, however, the big problem I have is, is take, for example, the piece of gum with a dime in it. Uh-huh. Why he can't bend over and pick it up is beyond me. It's a piece of gum on the floor. it's stuck to the ground. It needs the crowbar. When have you ever had to peel gum off a floor with a crowbar? And have you so, tried to peel gum off of a pe- oh, oh, sorry for you off of a sidewalk that's been there for months? You're not getting that off. There's companies over here that are hired just to get gum. It doesn't matter. I mean, unless you people are chewing liquid polymer over there, it's a piece of gum. Just pick it up. <laughs> yeah, it, is, it is Bernard picking it up at the same time. That's very true. Yeah, okay, very or, true. or why not just pick the dime out of it? Well, you need to chew it to get the dime out of it, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> it needs the saliva to get chewy and malleable again to pull the dime out of it. you got to chew it. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. It's just some of those puzzles... Maybe it's because I'm not used to thinking that way. Mm-hmm. But if I if I stopped using a guide and just wandered around, it would I would get nothing done. Okay. Well, that 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 leads me down another path of like, okay, how you don't know what order to do things in, and from what I read, that was a new thing for this. Like it was a very almost open worldy kind of way to do it. That can just slag right off. Yeah, oddly enough, originally <laughs> when the game was first pushed out for testing, all three characters were playable from the very, very moment you take control. And people, I think, melted and they had to oh, kind yeah, of decide yeah, that would to, drive me insane. to pair that back so that you just played with Bernard and then you jumped into Hoagie and then cutting down the cherry tree or the kumquat tree, which I found out also re- researching this, 200 years in the past from when the game was made... So in 1793, 
Um, kumquat trees had only just been introduced, so there wouldn't really have been a kumquat tree that size. And that's um, why this game is bad. <laughs> um, no, like, like I, I will give it on some of the, like you said, the lateral thinking you have to do. Mm-hmm. It is great, like turning the, the the wine into vinegar. Yeah, absolutely logical puzzle that makes sense. I like that. A good portion of the other puzzles, like I get, it, it makes sense to turn the speaker over so that you know this stuff comes off the roof. Yeah. It sort of makes sense, sort of. But you would be like, why didn't he just get a stepladder and peel it off the roof? Yeah. It's like, you know, in an open world game, there are 942 open windows on this building, but you still need the key for the door. You know, it's that kind of thing. And I think that it that, that just kills it for me. But anyway, continue on. I'm negative Nancy. The, the one with the blanket, I mean, where you had to put the blanket in the chimney, that, I mean, to get the people out of the room so you could steal the gold pen because that could be used as the gold element. Yeah. I would I would never have discovered that in a timely fashion without a hint system. Whilst logical, maybe it just it when it came to that point of you had to you had to combine random things around the room, and I could see that's how people would have used to have played it, uh-huh. unless the magazines printed it. But I'm glad that aspect of gaming of trying every combination with every single interactable object or person in the game has kind of died out. I think that's a part of that is quite telling in the trophies that you can get because the first time I played through the remaster, I missed most of the trophies. It was like combining the invisible ink with the boo boo be gone and the trophy pops, you know, the universe explodes. Like, yeah, I would never or decaf and the caffeinated coffee, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's things like that that I thought I, I didn't do that in my first playthrough because I just, I just didn't. So when I went back to try and get the platinum, which I now have. Which is, is a really crowning achievement. Yep, it's my, my good. I'm adding oh. to my platinum collection. <laughs> so just uh, to ask, did everyone? How far did everyone get without turning to a hint system? And what what made you go to the hint system? If it was, if you did end up that way, for me it was four hours in, and there was there was a time constraint of I don't think I'm going to finish this in time for the show, but I was also starting to lose my patience with randomly clicking things. Um, do you remember the gum and the dime? Oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I've given this game a couple bashes before and every time. Okay, like, answer that question, but I do have another question to go afterwards. So go ahead and continue on. Go for it. Right, um, I, I actually j- did turn to a guide for the trophies. Some of the trophies, I was just like, what? The, the hidden ones and ones, I just thought, do you know what, I'm just going to see what the hell that trophy is about. And I had missed the very, very last Hoagie Trophy, trying the battery that was supercharged with the Chronodron oh, yeah. directly. So I had to do the whole game again just to get that one. Oh, jeez. So, yeah, that was, <laughs> that was me. Mike, did you use a guide? Yeah, I did eventually. Um, but I, I took it at a really slow pace to start off with. I think I took about... I was about three and a half hours in. And um, uh, the website, How Long to Beat, told me it was roughly, what, five or six hours. So I was thinking... I'm miles behind schedule. The percentage is only <laughs> yeah. saying something like thirty percent through the game because there's a little pop up which says you know percentage you through the game. Yeah. Don't know how reliable it was really, but no, I, I blasted through loads of it. And the, the only puzzle I really, well, I tried to tackle myself was the whole uh, sending a sweater into the future. Um, but I was I was not relying on a guide enough, and I thought it was just for Laverne to use, so I didn't even realise the uh, the hamster link. So I, I spent ages messing about with that, and then uh, 
I mean, I spent ages with the crowbar. I thought the crowbar had already had its use after getting the uh, the chewing gum off the ground anyway. So I didn't even oh. know, you know, about the uh, yeah. the vending machine. But but yeah, that's just my own stupidity. So that oh, well. that wee kind of side bit there is one of my favourite moments in the entire game. Is you put the coins into the the tumble dryer, you put the jumper in. It goes, and then when Laverne walks into that wee room and the tumble dryer pings, just as she walks in, yeah. you're like, oh. <laughs> That's really good. Though. Showing how, how strong sweaters are for 200 years, I guess. Uh, and hamsters, <laughs> surviving in ice boxes. Uh. <laughs> I love the bit where he got all the dimes and he was like, oh, this one's from 1968. You <laughs> 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 went through all of them. Yeah. Dave, you had another question. Do you want to do you want to chime in? I do, sir. Now, now this this may just be the way my brain works, but let's let's say you start up this game, and you're all excited because your friend Craig is so happy to play this, and you 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 just want to be part of the fun. And you get inside, and you pick up the sign, and you pick up the flyer, and you talk to the plant, you know, all that fun stuff. And then you hit the gum on the floor. Now I know I'm using the gum on the floor, <laughs> but does when you so see three something, minutes in, Dave. I know. Shut up, okay? <laughs> if if you see something you know you'll need but you can't get it, mm-hmm. does that bug you guys to the point where you can't enjoy the game until you get that item? Like it's a checklist for that room. And it's like I can't check that box. It doesn't bug me because it's the point of the game. Is it's a puzzle. If you can't pick that up, then, you know, you've got to figure out how to get it. And there was a guy outside with a crowbar. Was he actually outside from the very, very beginning? Because I either didn't click no. far enough right to the screen to go to that part, or he just wasn't there. Uh, I, I don't think he's there at the start. Does he not appear when you go into the bedroom and find the owner of the car sleeping? I think that's when he came about. Maybe when you pick, uh, maybe when you pick your keys up. I think it's just after they all teleport to the periods in time, really. Uh, I think that, yeah, that's the be, point yeah. where it kicks off. Because your first puzzle is just basically to go inside the clock and find the secret yeah. basement. I, I got that one by myself. <laughs> well well done, Dave. Well <laughs> done. <Yes. laughs> so, yeah, I have an interesting fact. I, I don't know why. It's about the music. All the music was done by three composers. One composer took each time period. And just kind of like nailed it with with the compositions. I thought it was lovely, but all that music to fit on the floppy disk. There's in the the director's commentary. One of the composers are talking, and he's like, "The guy's name's Clint. I can't say his, his second name. Back Bajakian. I don't know. <laughs> I can't a noble effort, sir. He's he's from where you're roughly from. Do you know Bryn Mawr, just outside Pennsylvania? What? I had to Google this whole thing now to see where the hell it was. Pennsylvania is huge, dog. Yeah, Pens- Yeah, that's near you. It's like a stone's throwing. I lived throwing. in one part of a giant state. Yeah, that's fine. It's all, it's all roughly the same place. <laughs> that's, where, uh, that's where Dracula's from, right? Yes. Okay. Is Dracula from Pennsylvania? Are... No, his yeah. suburban cousin is from there. The real oh. one lives in Transylvania. Okay. First, say uh, adds the cheeky girls. I'm thinking of Transylvania. Uh, the cheeky girls are from uh, Transylvania. Apparently so. But never mind. I, I, I have been completely. What? Where's this going? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
Where were we going? Right, uh, okay, right. Uh, I've forgotten what I was going to say. It was something to do with... Music. What was it to do with? Music. Oh, music. Um, so the, the composer rushes in. He's like, I've got this new piece. It's for 200 years in the past. And you're in the room with George Washington. Here it is. Have a listen to it. And they bang it open in the file. And they're like, it's too big. And the guy's like, what do you mean it's too big? It's 32 kilobytes. He needed to shrink it down from 32 kilobytes to under 24 kilobytes. So that's the kind of restrictions they were working in. It kind of tied into the artwork where it was just oversimplified and lovely just to fit on floppy disks. Although the thing was released on a CD anyway with voice acting. So, Speaking of voice acting, what did you guys think of the voice acting? I thought it was oh, everyone else. I don't even know why we ask you, Craig. I know, I know, I know. I'm not <laughs> going to say another word. See, when I first started playing this game, and the first th- three things that jumped into my head was, uh, it's Wayne's World, it's that film, uh, what's the weird science, is it called? <laughs> and then it, <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't figure out what the girl was based from, but I'm just thinking this is just stolen all the film references from the 80s and put them into characters. Did anyone else think that? Especially with the voices. Well, Hoagie to me sounded like a, a as you know, Ben Stein took way too much Valium that day. <laughs> <laughs> Hoagie, Hoagie is um, modelled after a roadie that Tim Schafer once met. I can't remember the guy's name. And Laverne is modelled after one of Dave Grossman's ex-girlfriends from Mexico. Is it the same one? That they based Razor on? Razor Razor was probably just based on some rock chick, surely. I don't know. Okay, all right, all right. I don't know if there was a particular one or not, maybe. <clears throat> I don't know. So, of course, you're referring there to the uh, the inclusion of Manic Mansion in the in the game. Yes. Oh, yes. The, oh, God, yes. Yes. Did anyone <laughs> play... Did anyone play Maniac Mansion right the way through, or did y'all just go and microwave the hamster for the trophy? Splat. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I got to the gum on the floor. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I yeah, played Maniac Mashin to get to the hamster, and God, those controls, oh, they just did not converse well. <laughs> I wanted to play more of it because it seemed a bit more. I liked the like. I liked how dark the the doctor and the nurse were, but I just couldn't couldn't. Couldn't handle those controls. They were so so limited. But yeah, it was fun. So anyone, any standout points? Any one thing that you thought that was just? I mean, for me, it was like things like the tumble dryer pinging when Laverne just walks through. And um, the dialogue was on point. The puzzles and I liked the the big impactful puzzle changes. Like Dave, do you have a vacuum in your basement? No, I'm sorry. It's I in am breaking the, the constitution. constitution. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I was gonna say the, the the America bit, but man, that sounds really narcissistic. Like, oh yeah, the part where my country's in it. Yeah. <laughs> um, the part that's completely but, historically accurate. Oh yes, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean that since I like history, that that was kind of the standout parts for me, other than the puzzles because gum on the floor. Yeah, I've I've always found the um. You know the whole uh, the three-headed monkey in the original to be, or in, in Monkey Island Two even to be be quite quite a funny thing. And seeing seeing Double Fine's logo today and then tracing it through to a 
you know, like seeing this one here and even seeing it at the start of the game, it's 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 pretty funny because I mean it's it's one of those sort of of crazy things you don't expect at the end of the game, and I'm I'm, I'm sort of a bit bit irritated that the ending's not a little bit longer. I wouldn't, have, you know, I, I wanted a bit more from it to be honest, but not in a not in a really bad way. I mean, I think they had a lot more quality to give, and you know, given the limitations and stuff, but. But yeah, it's quite quite funny when he brings up the yeah, <coughs> the X-ray machine right at the very end to uh, yeah. <laughs> to check why they were merged together and then uh... yeah. But somehow Hoagie only exists from the rib cage up. The like the rest of him isn't represented in that X-ray. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, brilliant, brilliant stuff. Excellent. Well, I um I also found out that dependent on the sales of the not so wonderful Monkey Island Telltale game, there were or are plans to bring Day of the Tentacle into the Telltale style of gaming. Would they be writing be... it still? Yes. Or would it be Telltale yes. Scroll? Oh, that's <clears> not. <throat> It'd be double a double fine Telltale venture. That'd be great because I do I tend to get along a little bit more with the Telltale. Way rather than the LucasArts way, I think it's because in the end it is simpler, and me no brain working good. I don't, I don't get you, Dave. Like, really, this this LucasArts and it's like, it is the best that you can get from point and click. Every other thing, you know, Beneath a Steel Sky, uh, Broken Sword, they're all they're all pale imitators in my opinion. And Except for the dig. It is. The dig is good. <laughs> The, the Dick's a LucasArts game as well, though. Yeah, so, okay, well, you know. see, that's the thing. Like, I, LucasArts is an amazing company. Love LucasArts stuff. Almost everything they've done. I just don't ever want to play it. It's like Oddworld. <laughs> it's like, oh. I love the cave, but I only played ten minutes of it, and I just watched the rest. I love Maniac Mansion. If I watch it, and I love Day of the Tentacle, there's something about the way the games are crafted that just drives me up a wall. Okay, fair enough. So it's not me actually saying it's a bad game. It's me just saying I can't play this. It's like if you guys were were to play something, you know, really grognardy. You know, you, you just yeah, no, no, I don't want this. Yeah, I I think I'm I think I'm with you, Dave. I think without the hint system thing that I reverted to, I would never have got through this game. And before you know, Craig has such a love for these games. I do find it exciting his love for the games, and I do want to check them out. But when I have gone to check them out, I mean, I started Grim Fandango and I got maybe the same sort of period of time into it and thought, I just can't, it's just not for me. I don't like this, these, these puzzles that don't feel logical, but they almost are. And it it got to the point where I just watched it, like skim through it on YouTube and I had a better time doing it there than, than playing the game. But now that I know that you get these hint systems that maybe it is a thing because the content in there the story the characters the humor the sound design and the the visuals of day of the tentacle are all spot on really good for a remaster this is probably one of the best remasters i've played if you compare it to the original and having it accessible i mean i think i'm trying to sell it to people that you know the one listener that we have that maybe doesn't like point and click games. So the one yeah. listener we have. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe we should just invite him on the show. It might be easier. Steve, if you're listening, we love you, man. And that universal hint system that replaces for 
you and I'm not saying oh it was better back in the day because it's it's ideal that universal hint system is ideal back in the day I played it with a group of friends and we all played through Monkey Island Monkey Island to and Day the Tentacle and it was did you, how did you get past this but did you do this playground chat and banter and when mobile yeah. phones were allowed it was texting oh I got past, yes I managed to get the gum off the floor and it, it that added to the sorcery and, sir yeah <laughs> so i think i've got i've got absolutely nothing against that universal hint system i think it's i think a walk no it's wonderful yeah it is it's the way it's staged i think it's just it's a perfect thing for it um just to give you hints because then you still get the satisfaction you get a wee nudge and then you get the satisfaction in the end of solving whatever puzzle it is um no but yes, I get you. Okay, yeah. Uh, okay. I, I didn't use Universal Hint System because my nerves were, were really starting to get frayed. Okay. And I think I think what you were saying is a big deal about why some people can play these and some people can't. Like, if you grew up playing this and Sam and Max and all that and you had that nice group of friends, it was the same except on the different angle, whereas you went towards adventure games and using your brain. <laughs> um, you know, I... I I and I imagine a large majority of players now, because there aren't very many games like this now, you know, it was the, the hey, did you get past that Ninja Gaiden boss? You know, it was just a different style. And I think if you didn't have the love for it as a kid, it is really hard to generate that kind of love now. But if, I mean, if anything's going to do it. Yeah, I, I think that's that's part of what you were saying about um, Telltale. The way Telltale tell the stories, it's that same story driven thing but it's adding in the element of you know um you're directing the story and deciding which path the the characters take without yes. too much of the puzzle it's removed the puzzle from the storytelling and the, the adventure well it's like it's like the difference between 999 on the ds and 999 on the ipad i know people yeah. that love it on the ipad will never touch the ds version but then again mm -hmm. i know people that love that ds version so yeah, if, if there was an uh, an option at the beginning of Day of the Tentacle to you know press R one to play like a movie, oh totally, I yeah yeah watch it hands down. I think that's that was a conscious decision, not that element, but a, the, a conscious decision on the developers' part for the remaster was not to include the same hint system they included in the the Monkey Island special edition remasters that that they had built in a hint system where if you got stuck you could just hit options hint. And it would give you a random hint for whatever point you're in at the game. And they decided not to do that for Day of the Tentacle. Huh. Um, did they say why? Uh, they did, uh, not as far as I know. But I kind of I kinda think it might be because... Oh, I've got no idea. I've got absolutely no <laughs> idea. Going back to the Telltale point, I've played a lot of Telltale games and... I like the story of them, but I don't think the gameplay of like quickly grab an item and press X so that some you can get it before the person chasing you is gonna get it. I don't find that enjoyable anymore. Like the Quick I think the Telltale events. thing maybe needs Yeah. They they can be done alright, but I don't think Telltale are using them correctly. I think I'd prefer you know, I had a much more enjoyable time with Day of the Tentacle where I felt like I was getting the puzzles and it was up to me if I wanted to use that system to get bits of it. You know, a lot of the time, I'd if I got stuck, I'd use it for the the first part of a puzzle, and I'm like, 
Oh, wait a minute. I've just picked up this item. And maybe what if I go there? Oh, it doesn't work there. Let's look at this, the hint system again and see what, what's next. I, I'd, I'd prefer it if, you know, that genre moved that way because Telltale and the other technical with the hint system for me are on completely different ends of the spectrum and somewhere in the middle would be ideal for that genre, I think. But this is a whole different podcast, so let's cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, Telltale has got to be the, the, the most modern way to do an adventure game, which it does take out all those you're stuck for 20 minutes figuring out and then bing, light bulb goes off in your head moments. You don't get those anymore. Yeah. Instead, it is kind of that borderline between watching a movie, playing a game. So, I mean, I think I still think there's room for both, because this is by no means me damning the, the entire genre at all. I, I mean, I love the genre in concept. It's it's like if you don't like horror movies, well, you just don't get on with them. Not that they're bad. It's just yeah, I don't. I just don't do it. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I so, I concur. <laughs> so Craig, this is not a bad pick. This is this is a wonderful no. pick. This is as cool as like you know if Mike had picked a good game instead of Shining Force. But <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I, no, no. This is well worth anybody's time. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm more than appreciative that you guys have played this, despite me do, doing your heads in money. with with chat. What you you want money? Yes, that's how you appreciate things. Okay, right, I'll, I'll PayPal you something. Don't tell the other guys. Don't tell the other guys. <laughs> so, yeah, guys, thank you for playing. Does anyone have any last minute anything else? Yeah, yeah, I've <clears throat> I've got a last minute thing to add. Um, yeah, it's, it's been brilliant knowing that, you know, they've been bringing back all these cool games. We've got things like we've seen the Monkey Island special editions and things coming through. We've seen um you know Grim Fandango come just shortly before. Now we've you know we've got a we've got Daily Tentacle, we've got Full Throttle, all all sorts of things all on the current generation of systems. Um it's, it's brilliant as well to know that, you know, over the last year or so I've had on my Xbox One I've had uh, the Monkey Island games given to me. I've had you know, if if it wasn't for already buying Grim Fandango, I would have had that through PS plus. It, it's nice to see that they're getting um you know, the exposure they sort of deserve. Um with regards to uh, Telltale, I I don't think the Telltale games are as evolutionary as as these were at the time. I mean, these these were moving really quick in the space of just two or three years, um, <clears throat> and it's been absolutely amazing getting to play it again. So uh, so thank you again for the recommendation. Oh, I had one last thing. Is I think it's a motto that we could take from Day of the Tentacle and kind of pull in as our own life motto. If anyone can finish it, I would be most impressed. But if you want to save the world, you've got to... Get the gum off the floor? Push a few old ladies down the stairs. Oh, I'm all <laughs> oh, yeah. down for that. Yep, I thought you'd be down for that. If nothing else, you're going to push old ladies down the stairs. Oh, all the time. So... Guys, thanks for playing. It's been a wonderful time. I think, Mike, you're up next for the next Retro Rewind. What have you got for us? Um, yeah, for for my choice, we'll be revisiting um, the Capcom-developed uh, Mercs. In this case, a joint 
joint development with uh, Sega in the enhanced Sega Mega Drive port. And that will be uh, the next one up. And that's it. All that's left to do is for everyone to say bye. 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 bye.